0: We are in the midst of another exciting music and dance production tour of Celtic Throne. It is just an amazing show. My family had the privilege to attend the show here in Edmond, Oklahoma at Armstrong Auditorium last week. And since that time, the Celtic Throne Cast members and crew have gone to Denver, Colorado and performed there this week. They'll also be in South Dakota and in Texas. And then on Father's Day, they'll be back in Edmond again for another show. You can go to CelticThrone.com and find out all about any shows that might be taking place throughout June and July near you. And I would definitely recommend going if you can But while I was attending that show on Monday, I just kept thinking about family. During the month of June, family is under attack by our society. New and disturbing forms of family are being advocated for and recommended despite their destructive effects. Yet, in Celtic throne, you see masculine men and boys, feminine women and girls. And on top of all that, the participants in the show are basically all related. You have fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, cousins, uncles, aunts, Everyone's involved in the show in some way, whether dancing or singing, directing the spotlight, helping out with the quick costume changes backstage. Families are deeply involved in Celtic throne. Celtic throne is a major part of God's work. It's God's way of life in action. It's an exciting show that is put on by family. Now, the subject of family is so deep and inspiring. We have an amazing booklet available to you for free at thetrumpet.com titled, Why Marriage Soon Obsolete. And in this booklet, the late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong repeatedly stresses the difference between humans and animals. And he says, essentially the whole reason why humans have marriage, family, home life, while animals don't is because of our incredible potential. Mr. Armstrong says that humans have a transcendently higher purpose for life. ...than the animals do. Humans are not animals. That is a false belief that we hear more and more now... ...that humans are in fact just the greatest of the animals. It's not true. And in fact that changes. That that wrong mentality changes everything. It takes away our purpose for being alive it it robs us a vision of the future if we're just animals then we're going to live to indulge every pleasure to the extreme so you can see how poisonous that wrong way of viewing human beings really is humans have a family life because of our potential Animals don't get married. Animals don't have families. And yet, humans and animals reproduce in the same way. It is entirely possible for humans to reproduce outside of marriage, outside of the traditional family model. You can reproduce and then abandon the children. That's that's totally possible. And yet, for human beings, the institutions of marriage and family do exist. Why do they exist? Mr. Armstrong asks the interesting question, the cutting question, on page two of Why Marriage Soon Obsolete. If man is merely the highest of the animals, at what stage of evolutionary development did the near human or the human animal adopt the institution of marriage. That's the thing. People just don't know where marriage came from. It's hard to nail down the exact moment that marriage began. Unless you look to the Bible. Unless you look to the very beginning of the Bible, the very beginning of the first book in Genesis, then you can know. That's really the only way you can know. So what's the point of marriage? Why does it exist? If we really did evolve, if we were not created, then how did marriage somehow arise as a widely accepted tradition? And if we were just part of evolution, if we were just the greatest of the animals, why not discard marriage entirely? Mr. Armstrong questioned everything. He had to prove absolutely everything he believed. He said, we should not take things for granted without question. If a tradition or custom is right, it will withstand the questioning. So we dare to question. We dare to question, he said. Incredible. Let's look at how humans and animals are so vastly different. Mr. Armstrong, in this booklet, Why Marriage Soon Obsolete, again, available to you for free at thetrumpet.com, how a calf is born and it develops. A calf could easily be born in the field without the help of a doctor or a physician. And as soon as it's born, it pretty much stumbles right to its feet and heads straight for the udder to be fed. That's right. A baby calf immediately knows how to walk and how to feed itself. By contrast, a human baby can't even lift its head by its own strength. It can't even begin to roll over or sit up on its own until many months later a human baby is totally helpless it can't control itself it can't feed itself and it is not programmed with instinct like the animal is animals are basically like robots like in a lot of ways. They are equipped with built-in instinct. No one has to teach an animal how to walk or how to be fed. It just knows. God put that in them to know what to do. They don't reason. They don't make decisions. And by contrast, humans have to be taught everything. So that's a real benefit for human parents. We have to learn how to teach even the most basic actions. Young children have to have to learn how to be taught and eventually they get older and they must be able to teach as well. But a human baby needs parents it needs a father and a mother if at all possible it needs to be cared for it needs to be loved a human child needs a lot of attention a lot of hands-on guidance and protection instruction even correction it's totally different from the way that animals are Mr. Armstrong explains how humans have a mind. There is this spiritual component in human beings that makes us so different from the animals. Animals have a brain. It's programmed with instinct. It knows what to do without thinking about it. Humans have to be taught everything, but then they can do so much more. They start out less capable than the animals, and yet the potential is transcendently higher. Mr. Armstrong wrote about humans on page five. We have the capacity to absorb knowledge and then to reason, to imagine, to think creatively, to plan and design, to formulate judgments, to make decisions, to exercise will and self-discipline. And we have the faculty to appreciate music, literature, art, and more important, to develop a sense of moral and spiritual values. To develop even righteous character. Can't we all see the colossal difference between animals and humans? Even if we start out more helpless than the animals even if we are the same when it comes to reproduction. I just love how Mr. Armstrong points out the entire purpose for marriage and family in human beings relates to our potential. An animal eventually dies and that's the end. Humans can die and then be resurrected. Humans have the potential to live forever as part of a different family, a spiritual family, as part of the God family. Now, how sick is it that some people can basically trash that potential. We know Satan is behind all of it, but just the fact that evolutionists see really no difference between humans and cows or humans and ants where we're all just living things a part of evolution. On page six of Why Marriage Soon Obsolete, Mr. Armstrong wrote, the believer in godless evolution can see no transcendently higher purpose in the birth of a baby than in that of a calf or a kitten. He can see only that the human infant is further advanced in supposed evolutionary development, but no transcendent potential. Now, that reasoning is so dangerous And we see why in society, when some people literally treat animals better than they treat humans, some people would be offended by the concept of crushing a sea turtle egg, you know, an unborn turtle. Meanwhile, they're totally fine with abortion, ending an unborn human life. But that is the end result of the evolutionistic way of thinking. If God doesn't exist, then abortion is fine. If God doesn't exist, who becomes God? We become our own gods. We decide what's right and wrong. We decide who lives and dies. And if we're the highest life form, We have no potential anyway. We have no future as part of God's family anyway. So, what's so bad about snuffing out a life in the womb? All kinds of destructive thinking stem from this problem of just eliminating God. Evolution has never been proven, they have never discovered transitional fossils. So fossils that would show a species in transition from one type of animal to the next along the pattern of evolution. No one's ever proven evolution true. No one could ever explain where life comes from, if not from an all powerful, Almighty, immortal, creator God. But you have to give people credit for believing in evolution with so much faith and conviction. (laughs) In a way, they are quite the faithful bunch. If only we could all have that much of faith. Notice this on page 7. Mr. Armstrong writes you judge whether this awesome revelation makes more sense than the only possible explanation founded on the evolutionary approach. You judge whether it gives more rational and inspiring meaning to life. So there's either God or evolution. Those are the two foundational approaches The world around us is built on the faulty foundation of evolution. We see the results that brings. There's no future. There's no meaning to life built on that evolutionary foundation. The only hope, the only future comes from believing in God. That's why even evolutionists, And atheists will turn to God in their moment of desperation. When they think they're on the edge of death, they'll pray for the first time ever. They realize they're afraid of the idea of just dying, and that's it. No concept of the afterlife. No hope beyond. And so they start to pray. But just remember that point. The whole reason for marriage and family has to do with our future. It has to do with another family, the God family. Notice Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness this verse comes right after God is talking about all the other types of animals, how birds and cattle can produce after their own kind. Birds make birds. Cattle make cattle. Meanwhile, God makes man and man can become God. That's what it's talking about there. God made man to look like him and to have the ability to think like him and even have his perfect character eventually. This is not an animal-level existence. God made man in our image after our likeness. That's what it says. But even there, why is it saying our, as in plural form? Well, God is a family. A family is many members with the same name. So you could have two gods or infinity gods, all with that name, God. And that's the case here. You had two God beings together for eternity, as it talks about in John chapter one. And they together made human beings to look like them and to become like them with the potential one day to enter their family, their divine family, their eternal family. Like I said at the beginning, we have this awesome music and dance production, Celtic throne. You can go to Celtic and learn more about that. But that is a family show. That is a glimpse of the God family way. How happy they are, how confident they are, how talented they are, how they are masculine or feminine the way God made them to be, how they all work together. We have marriage and family to help us prepare for the God family, the God marriage that's in our future. Otherwise, we would be no different from the animals at all. We would reproduce. We would never have an independent, unique thought. And we would die. And that would be the end of it. Instead, God gives us family. He makes sure we know that we are not animals. We have the potential to be so much more. Celtic throne is a family show God's work always sings the praises of family and gets us focused on the ultimate fulfillment of family which is to one day enter the God family thanks so much for listening today I'm Grant Turgeon this has been behind the work you've been listening to behind the work Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.